This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rays Radio Network, presented by the original Louisiana brand hot sauce. Fairbanks ready to go to pitch. Swing and he popped it up. Will it stay in play? Troy in the foul territory. Makes the catch in the Rays win. The Rays have gone back to back as AL East Division champs. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Swing and a high drive. Deep to left field. On its way. His first big league hit is a game tying three run homer. It's five to five. Wander Franco making himself at home in the big league. Coming up. We sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Now, here's your host, Neil Solons. Good afternoon, and welcome to Charlotte Sports Park as we have counted down to 12 days until opening day when the Rays will take down the Baltimore Orioles. Here today in Port Charlotte, the Rays will meet up with the Atlanta Braves, a little bit of an old home uh, visit for a couple of X-rays. Charlie Morton will make his first appearance on the mound in a game this spring. Of course, that's the first since the World Series when he was injured last year. Meanwhile, Guillermo Heredia, Travis Darno are among the Braves and X-Rays in the lineup. As far as Tampa Bay goes today, Ryan Yarbrough will make his first appearance in a game as well. Yesterday, Corey Kluber did the same and went three innings plus a couple of batters. We would anticipate that Yarbrough will be in that same range, maybe get a fourth up, be in that range of 50 pitches. He talked about increasing his velocity in his appearances in live batting practice, and we'll see if that holds in the games. Now, other news, we do anticipate the first round of cuts for the Rays will be today, although probably none will be unexpected as the Rays will have to eventually whittle down to what's expected to be a 28-man roster with no limits on pitchers for the month of April before going to 26 and being 13 pitchers and 13 position players. In addition to Yarbrough in today's game, plenty of relievers slated to go among them, Pete Fairbanks, Andrew Kittredge, and Jason Adam, as well as Colin Pochet and Jeffrey Springs. Tomorrow, an off day, the only one of the spring, and then we're on the back end of spring training. In fact, today will be game number 10 out of 19, so after today, nine games to go. Harold Ramirez, by the way, if you missed it, he was the guy the Rays picked up in a trade with the Cubs on Friday. He reported in camp he should get at-bats tomorrow on the off day in sim games against Shane McClanahan and others. As far as today's show goes, we're going to hear from Chad Matola, the hitting coach of the Rays, a little bit later on in the program. When we come back, we'll chat with a guy who helps organize and structure the pitching staff, and he also is coming off his best offensive season. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Zanino. We'll come back with the Rays' MVP of a season ago when we return to Port Charlotte. Thanks for being with us on Countdown to Opening Day on 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Welcome back to Port Charlotte. Neil Solon's with you on Countdown to Opening Day, getting set for the race and Braves at the top of the hour. Dave and Andy have the play-by-play with first pitch today at 105. Mike Zanino, by the way, hitting second for the Rays today. Now, he's not going to do that during the regular season. He's had most of his at-bats so far in the backfields. So moving him up to number two in the order today gives him maybe an extra at-bat, perhaps, against Charlie Morton and the Braves. And I asked Mike Zanino before the game how his spring has gone so far. I think he's gone extremely smooth so far. I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, we've had to be very uh, diligent in what we've been doing. And uh, there, there's been a, been a plan every day. Guys have been, uh, you know, doing a great job. Guys came in extremely prepared and, and in shape. So uh, we've been able to get to what we wanted to rather quickly. And uh, it's been fun to see so far. You made sure to get a head start on this, to get to catch a bullpen from Corey Kluber, to catch some bullpens from some other guys before camp even began. How important was that for you, and how do you think that pays off? Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, you know, three weeks, four weeks is a heck of a lot of time, especially when you're trying to, uh, you know, get to know guys or continue to build on what you had with pitchers. Um, You know, one, it helped me in in terms of, uh, you know, catching some bullpens, getting my legs ready, but two, uh, more so from from the relationship building side, uh, you know, spend a day down there with those guys, talking about what they like doing, what they've done in the offseason, you know, just some building blocks to, uh, you know, come into this spring so that we could continue conversation. You... I would think, have to spend even that much more time with the pitching staff than you normally would in a spring just because it's compressed. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's always a, a learning curve here. We obviously, uh, you know, bring in some arms that can always have an impact. So you're always trying to do that, but it, it's, you know, put in put into fast forward a little bit here. But uh, it's all been going great, um, you know. The biggest thing is having guys open, having conversations, and uh, guys have done a great job of that. Um, I think you see some of the younger guys or some of the guys you know that got traded over coming you know into them their own and um, being more open to what they want to do, what they want to accomplish, and uh, that, that makes it easier for us. It's still a very young group, but I talked with Kyle in the program last week, and he feels this could be as good a staff as any in the league. What's your take right now? Obviously, they they were very good last year, and they did have some growing pains being so young. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, sometimes age is one thing, but but uh, time and experience is another. I think uh, a lot of these young guys have had experience in some very high-level spots. Uh, being able to, to be in the playoffs the last few years, these guys have gained a lot of experience. So in terms of that, guys are, you know, relatively seasoned when it comes to that, but, you know, still very young in age, and that's going to, you know, come with its share of hiccups but you know when you have a staff like we do that can you know help help them make adjustments and help them make uh you know moves that put them you know in a step forward that uh will help them it's easy to make those those moves you have done such a good job of helping the staff over the last several years you also came in after your option was picked up before the lockout how much of there was uh, comfort for you knowing that you had that coming into this year and could just get ready for the season? Yeah, that was uh, that was refreshing. You know, it's one of those things where I, it's where I wanted to be. I was hoping. Uh, you never know how, um, you know, the roster, how financials or anything will that work. So it, it was nice to know about five days after after the World Series to, you know, be able to take a deep sigh of relief and, uh, you know, be a place where I ultimately want to be. Um, I've enjoyed it here so much. Um, the ability to be, be in a winning culture, um, the ability to have a chance of making the playoffs every year uh, is something that I'm, I'm very uh, 
high on. And for them to be able to bring me back again, it was extremely special. And you've got the same catching partner in Francisco Mejia. I'm sure there has to be a comfort level there, too, because you really get to know each other last year. Yeah, um, I feel the compliment with, with him last year was awesome. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not an easy organization to get to get traded over to there's a lot of a lot of numbers a lot of names a lot of arms that you have to get used to he did a great job there um it's always nice when you you know can have another catcher and, and build a relationship with them and really help this pitching staff and you know the more years you can work with with guys the easier it becomes and as good as the staff was last year and as good as you were with them you know a big reason you were mvp of this team a year ago was because of the offense um how do you maintain that while you're trying to also learn the staff in a shortened period and how have you felt about your swing yeah, I mean, the, the key for me is to keep it relatively simple, um, you know, not, not spend too much time there, check boxes that I need to in the batting cages. Uh, you know, I work with motor, but we keep the sessions pretty pretty simple, and uh, that, that's, that's what helped me. And, um, you know, a, able to go through that, uh, you know, had a couple at-bats in-game, had a couple in uh, some sim games. So just continue to work on that, work on approach, and, uh, you know, after having a few spring trainings under my belt, I understand how many I need or how many at-bats I need to just, you know, time and then how many I can actually take approach at-bats with. What was the big difference that you saw that allowed you to be successful in games? And is there anything else that you think you can do even better this year offensively? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, I, I was, you know, mechanically in a better spot. And, um, you know, the other thing, too, is I just gave myself a freedom to, to, to allow myself to do what I feel is best. Um, I wasn't trying to have perfect at-bats. I wasn't trying to, you know, hit certain pitches, certain places. I was just trying to, you know, make my move and, you know, get my swing off when I thought I had a good pitch to hit. Um, on terms of what I could better myself at, I think, you know, as I continue to, to iron out those mechanics, I think, you know, a, a applying approach, I think, you know, becoming more disciplined at the plate and just becoming more consistent on balls that I want to drive. And, uh, you know, I, I felt pretty good at that. But uh, I'm going to try to keep the same mindset and take it one at bat at a time this year. You focus on, obviously, as a catcher, you know, your, your pitching staff, you know, preventing runs first. But as a group, you guys are one of the top scoring teams in the league. How good can this team be offensively with the fact that Brandon Lau, it's now it's just his second full season. It's Randy's second full season. It's Wander's first full season in the big leagues. Yeah, I think the biggest thing there is, you know, these guys, these these even more so than the pitchers. I mean, these, these hitters are still relatively young. They're still learning the league. The more they're going to face guys, the more they can apply plans and approaches. I think the biggest thing, you know, is continuing to grow and continuing to stay within themselves. Uh, guys have a, a, a really good knack of, of knowing what they do well. And uh, it's all about, you know, experience and reps. And the more reps these guys get, I think, you know, the better we can become. Last year, you guys won the division for a second straight year. You won 100 games, the most in franchise history, but it ended up in a playoff loss against the Red Sox and the ALDS. How much did that stick with you, and how much does it inspire you guys to push further and, and motivate you for this year? Yeah, um, I think the biggest goal, obviously, for us is, is to win ball games, And, uh, you know, it starts one game at a time. Uh, this team is, is really good at just focusing on, on today. And, um, you know, we'll, can, we'll bring that into this year. But, uh, yeah, to win the division two years in a row, to, to get that taste, to get these, these young guys the, the um, sense that we, we do belong in a big division um, is, is huge. And I think there's a sense of confidence. And, uh, you know, our, our goals are set to be the same. We want to win games. Um, 
you know, and obviously get to the playoffs and win. We were a little disappointed, but it gave guys a little extra motivation. Um, you know, we, we've tasted the World Series. We've tasted the playoffs. Um, and, and I think everybody's main goal is to play 162, but obviously play further in October. No question. Um, you, It's early in camp, but it's late in camp because it's this weekend. We're less than two weeks until the start of the regular season. So give us an arm or two that maybe you've seen that have taken a big jump from last year in terms of just the way they look or maybe a young arm that you think okay this guy can really really help us or maybe someone coming back from injury yeah uh, I mean I think most everybody saw but but seeing Jalen Beeks do what he did the last time he pitched I caught him in a in a bullpen his his first or second day here seeing him in that game action and just knowing what he did for us in in 19 and 20 um, I mean he's got great stuff and could be a game changer for us eating up multiple innings um, it was really encouraging seeing him back I'm excited to have him back and uh, you know he'll, he'll be a big piece for us in the bullpen Colin McHugh-esque maybe Yes, I mean, he's that multi-inning guy. He did it for us before, um, you know, but to see him w- with the velo up to where it was at, his changeup's outstanding. It's one of those things where he's going to be a huge piece for us. And then this weekend is somewhat solemn, um, remembering Gene Ramirez and the impact he had on this organization. Give us your, your feel on it and how it's touched the people in the room. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's it's – raise awareness of you know just checking in on people you know what we do and being baseball players is one thing um you know but treating people how we want to as as human beings and uh you know people would would say that they would never thought this would be the case but you know it just shows that we can't take anything for granted uh we can't take our relationships with guys for granted and uh just to check in on guys so uh like you said it's you know not what we would want to be doing during this time in spring. Um, you know, we, we really miss Gene, but uh, it's one of those things where hopefully this year and uh, throughout the year we can do stuff to honor him and uh, what he meant to us. I know you will. I appreciate your time. Congrats on a great year a year ago and hopefully more of the same in 2022. Awesome. Thanks, Neil. And that is Mike Zanino. Great stuff for him. Of course, the race had a uh, tremendous effort overall on Friday and earlier in the week, remembering the late bullpen catcher Gene Ramirez, and they will do so again in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. You heard from Mike Sunino coming off a great year, team MVP, 33 homers, 860 OPS. What can he do for an encore? Well, we'll hear from Chad Matola, get his take not only on Z, but also the rest of the Rays lineup. We'll do that when we come back. We'll continue from Port Charlotte. This is Countdown to Opening Day on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Neil Solon's with you from Port Charlotte, where the Rays are taking on the Braves today. This is countdown to opening day, 12 days until the opener between the Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Tampa Bay coming off a year where they were second in the big leagues in runs scored for all the talk about their pitching and defense over the seasons. And I had a chat this week with hitting coach Chad Matola about that and asked him how a shortened spring could impact the Rays hitters. You can say shortened spring, but I say the ideal timing of this one. It's always been my philosophy it's about takes three weeks for hitters that six weeks they come in usually prepared we go through a two-week lull and then we turn it back on again so ideally this works out good uh it kind of came quick i don't want to say ambushed us but the way the deal came together 
Um, guys needed to find housing. They needed to do things. So it took about five, to get, five days to get their legs under them. So we're still in the process of other stuff besides baseball right now, but that's okay. The biggest difference, though, is that you really couldn't have contact with guys for about a four-month period. How much did you have to play catch-up when all this began just to see where guys are and get a feel for what they did in the offseason? Well, the running joke was we were both happy about not hearing from each other. You know, the little separation of, you know, made our love grow a little stronger. But as far as knowing these guys, we it's pretty much the same team we've had for a couple years. So there's a comfort level there. Um, there was no major changes. We all ended in a good place. You know, some guys had some rough starts, but ended in a great place. There really wasn't much management of swing changes this offseason. How much does that help? Does that make it a little bit easier to get up to speed for this year? Uh, some guys would say I'm useless all the time, but I felt useless at the beginning of spring for sure when it's just – hey, let's just get ready for the season rather than trying things out and seeing some swing changes. And a little more work usually in this time of spring, but it's been a pretty good luxury. And the results aren't there in the game, but no one's stressed out because there's no real position battles. Everybody has their role on the team. It's a different feel for sure, but a great, great thing to have. All the players are the same, but there is a little change on the staffing side. So give us a feel. With Ozzie Timmons not here, you've got two assistants now and Dan DeMent and Brady North. You probably talked with them a lot going into this year, but give us a feel for each of those guys, for our fans, and how they can help you. First, we're going to miss Ozzy a ton. His energy, his personality, that's a big void to fill, but that, that does provide some stuff that I'm catching the two assistants up with the keys that the guys have, the things we we go off, but it's been refreshing to have a new set of eyes on them as well, some new ideas thrown out there. Uh, sometimes you get stale with the same guy over and over, and that hasn't happened. You also have a group, you mentioned, the guys are back, but it also was one of the highest scoring teams in the sport last year. We always talk about pitching a defense with the Rays, so how good can this team be offensively in your mind? I don't think they get the credit they deserve. I mean, they played all aspects of the game unbelievable. They all bring both sides of the end base running as well. So it's, it's a luxury, it's a joy for us to watch. But, uh, you know, flying under the radar isn't a bad thing, but I think they deserve a little more credit than they get. So what makes this a good offensive team in your mind, and where is the ceiling for this group this year before we talk about individuals? Well, we had about a month and a half last year before we got going, so if we can avoid that, I can only imagine where we'll be. But I'd never like to put ceilings on guys. I mean, like I said, there was some long stretches for each guy that they kind of got in a funk, and if we just minimize those a little more, who knows what it could be. Certainly fans ask wander a full season how good was he last year first of all and how good can he be this year i i I have no idea i mean there was probably a five-day period left-handed where i thought there was going to be some major adjustments that were going to take some time and that took literally two at bats so it's we just sit back and marvel and you forget how old he is you see his leadership skills starting to come out and you forget how old he is so it's pretty fun to sit back and watch Physically, I mean, is there anything he can't do at the plate? And and how much of him in the lineup helps other guys because of the things that he can do? Uh, I don't want to apply the type of things that I have in my mind because I don't want to put pressure on a 21-year-old. But just to sit back and see how he executes at bats and guys, he slows the game down. I always give Yandi a G-man credits for those 10-pitch at bats that kind of let everybody get their breath back and kind of slow to make the pitcher work and then the next guy comes up and gets the big hit but Yandi and Choi don't get the credit but he does both he gets the big hit and slows the game down and has the long at bats and fatigues the pitcher mentally physically so it's a luxury that 
throughout the lineup, everybody has different strengths and weaknesses, so the pitcher can't get in a groove. I want to get to some of those other guys you touched on, but I also have noticed, you know, we always talk in spring training, physically, guys are in the best shape of your life, but we have seen... I think Brett Phillips has changed dramatically from a year ago. I think Manuel Margot has changed dramatically from a year ago. How have you noticed the changes, and how do you think it will impact their swings? Uh, Phillips is a great example. He changed his whole body, and he's cleared lanes that he didn't have before as far as in pass to the ball. So he's in a great example. Everybody comes in so fresh in the spring. My image of them, you know, in October is seeing a fatigued guy, and then you, get, you light back up when you see some freshness to him. So it's natural all the time also. And Margot? Margot, he, he is unbelievable, just the quiet leader he is, and he has also changed his body a little bit, but he was not in bad shape before. <laughs> no, no, but he might even provide a little more pop throughout, give you guys more, even more threats throughout the lineup. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had that playoff run a couple years ago, too, that we, we've seen the ceiling with him, so everybody, I, I'd never want to put limitations on anybody. Probably there was some pressure on Randy Rosarena last year after the playoff he had. He still ends up as a 2020 guy. Does, is it easier for him, do you think, not to relax, but to even take it a step further this year? I mean, it's self-applied pressure. It's one of those things he expects to hit 600 with 500 home runs to, like, if he did, if you extend that playoff run he had. So he's learning to take what the pitcher gives him sometimes, and the more he can do that, the better off he'll be. But you never want to take his energy away from him. You forget, I think fans do, you know, I know he had a tough postseason, but Brandon Lau with 39 homers and 99 RBIs, forget not many second basemen do that, not many players do that in this league, and that's with a tough month and a half. That's where I was going to go to. That's with a tough month and a half, so who knows where he can end up, and he did it very quietly as well in the media, but the adjustments he made in season were real, and just to have that fresh start with all zeros, who knows where he'll end up. What were the adjustments he made? Uh, Just something with his hand path, a little change in his elbow, and it, it just literally took off right from there. And then another big guy is Austin Meadows. Um, he still ended up with a 100 RBI season. I think he would probably tell you there's more in the tank. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, everybody ended up in a pretty good place despite about a month and a half of each guy kind of going through a lull, and we have keys this year to avoid that. Now, there's going to be some times where it just happens in this game, but I feel like they're going to be smaller. And this week we chat with Mike Zanino too. I know he's focused on his defense and learning the staff. But he was such a big boost to the offense last year. Can he do something like that again? Yeah, I, there's no reason why he can't. And like, towards the end of the year, he was using the whole field by accident, not forcing the ball over there. So he kept his strength on the pull side. But then we'll have to honor the uh, opposite field side a little bit more. And that, that's another guy that threw together better at-bats. The quality of the at-bat when he even made an out or struck out was completely different. You know, strikeouts happen, but if you get there in a way where you make the pitcher work... That then we live with it. And Francisco Mejia, I think, also kept him fresh. Is that fair? And for sure. Uh, Frankie had a great year. What he came off and and just to be able to plug him in there and not lose anything on either side of the ball, it, it's it's a good good thing to have. And we've touched on a lot of players, but I think the success of the Rays is built on the depth on the offensive end, as it is on the pitching and defense side. 
How impressed have you been by both Josh Lowe and maybe Vidal Bruhan and Taylor Walls and the way they've grown so far this spring? And just the growth of the person has been the impressive part. Their game is obviously, obviously evolving, but the conversations are deeper, the, the understanding of themselves is better, and that's the part for me that's fun. And my job's getting a little harder here because I have to talk to the guys that aren't playing and explain them why when they definitely deserve to be playing. So it makes my job a little bit harder, but it's a great problem to have. Chad, thanks for a few minutes. Best of luck this year. All right, Neil. Good talking to you. And that is Chad Mazzola, the hitting coach of the Tampa Bay Rays, and we look forward to plenty of conversations with him in the regular season. Certainly, we also appreciate the time of one Mike Zunino, the Rays MVP from a year ago, and the standout catcher for Tampa Bay. He is in the lineup today. In fact, he and Brandon Lau at the top of the lineup, along with Austin Meadows and Manuel Margot. Next week, our final countdown opening day before the regular season, we'll hear from Matt Guichero, the Rays bench coach, and also one of the key guys in what should be a packed Rays bullpen, that being Andrew Kittredge. We'll hear from Kittredge and Q next week. On the program today, certainly want to thank on-site Mark Hayes and also Chris Miller for their help, and back at our network studios, uh, great appreciation for Rob Roman and his work on the program this afternoon. Coming up, it will be the Rays and the Braves. Charlie Morton, the former Brave, pitching against Ryan Yarbrough. We'll have that for you in just a moment. Thanks for being with us. Neil Solon saying this is Countdown to Opening Day, and you're listening to 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. Taylor leans all the way in, making a 90-degree angle. A Rosarita heads for home. The throw, he has stolen home, and it's 5-0 Rays. If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com slash radio. Randy Rosarena not only has homered, but he has stolen home. Opening day will be here before you know it. Swing and a miss. He struck him out in the race win. For tickets, visit RaysBaseball.com.